It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Great. Oh, go on. Just really gutted about Jesse leaving Little Mix. Are you? Yeah, I just always felt Little Mix were all about friendship and sticking together, supporting each other. I know Jesse's had a rough time of it, but I just wanted them to rally around her. And it hasn't worked out like that, has it? Well, I think it was all just too much for her in the end, wasn't it? Too much for her, yeah. I know you've got a special. Feelings for Little Mix. I have, and mm. they're very pure feelings as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. nothing, it's not like last week when mm. I was <laughs> talking about Oti Mabusi yeah. in a slightly unsavoury way. Yeah. She's still in it, is she? Mm hmm. Good. Yeah, she's through to the final. Oh. She's made strictly history by being in two consecutive finals. <laughs> wow. You, you know all the facts and figures and very yeah, impressed. Yeah, I'm like Stato, but <laughs> about Strictly Come Dancing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is remarkable given that I've only watched it this year, really. Isn't it? Um, Back to Little Mix. Yeah, back to back to Little Mix. Yeah, I've I've always felt I don't know, sort of avuncular toward them. I mean, I know there was an occasion where you or Gareth or somebody tried to get a message from them, wishing me congratulations on my impending wedding, and it never happened. But oh, really? I, I don't know. It must have been Gareth, yeah. the producer of the old radio show, then. But I haven't carried any bitterness about the fact that they wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. I mean, they probably never, ever got to them. <laughs> it probably immediately got disregarded. Got dismissed out of hand. Very much so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this guy who says he has an avuncular feeling towards you would like a message <laughs> on his wedding day. <laughs> but we, 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 went to, uh, we, we went to the X Factor when they were the contestants we in the semi final. And during a silence, I shouted out, "We love you, little mix." And yeah, loud not to be heard on the television. Audible, yeah, audible yeah. on the TV, which was was quite something. I know this doesn't really fit in with the avuncular oh dear. description. Oh dear! Yeah. No, no, no. Bear with me. Okay. Do you think they are taking applications? And if so, should I send them a link to my LinkedIn page or maybe just my CV? Applications to replace Jesse. Yes. Oh, so one minute you're feeling really bad for her. I now, am. And now you're looking to fill the hole. I am. Oh, well. There's a I, lot of crossover between me and her. Do you think? I don't know. Can you dance? After a fashion. After, after what, what fashion is that? <laughs> An old fashion. <laughs> I, I dance like if if you were um, if you're making a film. You know, in Weekend at Bernie's, was there a scene where they made that corpse dance? Yeah, yeah. 
and try to make it look convincing. Mm-mm. I think that's very much what I'm like dancing. But that could bring a whole new dimension to Little Mix. How old are you again? I'm a bit. I, I'm admittedly a bit older than the others. A bit older, <laughs> but I, I could broaden their fan base. It could, it could be a new genre, not just the girl band, but the girl uncle band. <laughs> Shortened to the gunkle band. Yeah, yeah, gun, the gunkle band. And also, I, I I think unfairly because you know these young women should wear what they want, but mm. you know they're they're often criticised for perhaps wearing revealing clothing mm. if i was in the band I, I would be wearing a lot of layers and it would bring the average amount of the clothes in the band up <laughs> so there'd be you with, with your sweatshirts and your vest and your thinking, yeah and... yeah thinking more like a cardigan cardigan yeah um maybe like a nice wool blazer over the top right you're yeah, gonna get very, corduroy trousers very hot on stage <laughs> But yeah, you would bring more clothes. I would. Onto I the would. Stage. So, so the average amount of clothes worn at a Little Mix concert yeah. would go up, and then it would, you know, insulate them from criticism. And what about when they do, like, for example, if you picture their dance moves, yes. they might be kind of what I would call bumping and grinding into mm. each other. How would you fit into, say, a bump and grind routine? Would you join in? Look, I know you don't watch it, but if they can figure out what to do with Anton Dubé. <laughs> During some of the more modern dance routines on Strictly Come Dancing, they could they could figure out what to do with me. Okay, fine. So go for it. And I don't think it would hurt Jessie's feelings either if she was replaced by well, me. Certainly not. No, no. They'd, she'd just think, oh. oh well, you know, they've not gone like for like. No, <laughs> absolutely not. No, no. Poor Jessie. Tell you what, I can feel bad about sometimes mm. when we were on the radio in December. We, we'd quite often get people to ring in if they'd spotted a famous person buying Christmas presents and tell us what they were buying. Oh, yeah. And, like, what if one of their relatives or loved ones or friends Might heard, spoil the heard about it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or what if you ended up having a sort of Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman, Love Actually moment? Oh, right. Yeah, we could, we could have ruined a famous person's marriage. Yeah, oh, dear. What if we did? Well, I'm sorry. What made to... you think of that? I was thinking about the the treatment of uh, thinking of Jesse. Oh, about, and she's had a rough time. And how badly thinking, we treated. Thinking, right. uh, well, you know, we we complicit in that. Mm. But by and large, everyone seems to have got away unscathed. I mean, Steve McFadden's still uh, <laughs> going strong, isn't he? He likes the attention, surely. I'm not My sure he likes reminders. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. No, I know. I know. He never heard. He never heard us talking no. about. Yeah. No, we'll leave it there. <laughs> Those days are gone. It wasn't Captain Hook, though, was it? Was it Captain Hook? It was Captain Hook wig, yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, Barbara Windsor. I know. It was very sad. Very sad about that. How old Perhaps. was she? Mm, 78, 80? <laughs> Maybe, but I don't know how she I mean, was. at best, that's an okay innings. Mm. It's not a good innings, is it? No, it's not a good innings. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, not. I wouldn't say it's a bad innings. I'm terrified either. about talking about age innings. after I got called ageist after... Um, the presidential election. Oh, yeah. Remember, how yeah, was yeah. he, 78? I got told off for saying that. I you thought did, that and they were right as well. Was, they were right. I'd that... be, I, all I said was I'd be tired at 78. I think you said more than that, and you're just but, but... distilling it down to the bit that's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, but now you're saying that it's an okay innings to die. No, no, I'm, I'm saying when people die, 
if they, they really get to a grand old age, you say that was a good innings. Right, yeah. And then if somebody dies tragically young, mm. you say, oh, that was a bad innings. Mm, mm. So I was just thinking 78, that that's an acceptable innings. It's not a good innings. Mm. Okay. You know, it's a, you know, it's not a great innings, mm. but it's, it's an innings okay. nonetheless. Do you think she's up there now? Yeah. With the Carry On Gang? Which ones? Which ones are yeah, Kenneth Charles Williams? Hawtrey, yeah. Kenneth Williams. <laughs> Is he James? Yeah. Is he with us? I know. I, I, th- don't know I think she's, she's up there now. And like her celestial bras just pinged off. Of course. Whilst Sid James peeping through a cloud. Oh. Meanwhile, down in hell, the Cray brothers are shaking their fists at him. Oh, yes. Some complicated. There's a lot of complication around those relationships. Yeah, wasn't there? Do you think she will take on her, in, in heaven, she'll take on her young carry on form or her more matriarchal. Peggy from the Queen Vic form. That's a good question. I'm yeah. not, not something I think anyone's pondered yet. No. So I'm glad that you brought it up. But do you I get to think... choose? Do you get to choose? Yeah, I think I think you. Yeah, I think you do get to choose, and I think she'll go for the young one. Yeah. Which form would you take? Me, mm. out of all my people mm-hmm. <laughs> inside of me, yeah. um, I would go for Annabelle, circa twenty twenty. <laughs> Lockdown, <laughs> staying at home. I don't know. I find it very hard to answer that question. I thought you'd go for teenage you. Teenage you seem me. to have really loved being a teenager yeah. in a way that a lot of people don't. Quite fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, on the subject of being a teenager, mm-hmm. something I was going to ask you about. Mm-hmm. We have papers delivered, not every day now. I know you used to mock me for having papers delivered every day. But we have them delivered on a weekend. You know, there's the internet on the weekend, don't you? I'm joking. I'm joking. It's actually good. It's very good for the papers that you buy them. It's good that you support them. That's just that's just like the the you supplements. Know, oh, you just oh, you, it's not about support. It's about okay, the yeah. supplements. Yeah. I also like have a subscription to. I don't even know what you call them. I'm a supporter of my chosen newspaper. Yeah. As well as by you know, if anything, I'm doing both, more than both. people are just. Yeah. Anyways, um, I have never ever seen or had never ever seen the paper boy or paper girl mm. in all the time I've lived here. Oh. Which is remarkable, isn't it? That's extraordinary. So the paper had come but I'd never catch a glimpse of them. Are they a ghost? Like, uh, how are they managing that? <laughs> and every year at Christmas I would pop into the news agents with an envelope saying for the paper boy stroke girl. Oh, we didn't even know what gender they were. Interesting, no. yeah. Um, and I'd, you know, have 10 or 20 quid in it or whatever. Oh, very whatever generous, it is. Right. extremely. Last week, yeah, I saw that it's just the guy from the paper shop, the owner. You're joking. No. So they, they don't employ young people? No. So he's taking the tip for the paper boy or girl? Yes. And not only that, he's, when I hand over that envelope every year saying for the paper boy stroke no. paper girl... He said, oh, oh, yeah, I'll make sure they get yeah. it. And it's him. When he's really thinking, I'll make sure I'll get yes. it. Is there a possibility that he was covering? Because they would call, they'd call called in sick. I find it weird you've never seen them. Set up a camera, find out. I'm, I'm yeah, intrigued. okay, okay, okay. He could have been covering. But if I'm essentially tipping for the service of having my papers delivered, yeah. which I already pay quite handsomely, yeah, yeah. Um, should it be bothering me? That it's not going to a teenager, that it's going to a middle-aged man. Yeah, because he's he's doing quite well out. He's getting the money anyway. We don't know his financial situation. No, 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 but he's getting... Maybe he's got a chronic gambling problem. You're, you're paying to have them to I've known right? news agents have chronic gambling problems before now. Yeah, of course. 
<laughs> you, you're paying for them to be delivered, right? He's yes. getting that money. Yes. That's his money. I suppose then I guess you could still tip him, but you, you like the idea of it being a teenager who's only getting £5 a week, suddenly getting £20 at Christmas, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if inflation means they don't want to get £5 a week anymore. Oh, right. Sorry which, which... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But there are so few of them. I mean, it'd be difficult to find out, wouldn't it? I'd be yeah. surprised if... Any other listeners have paper rounds? I'd love to know what the going rate is now. Maybe we should do the secret paper girl or the secret about... paper boy. Yes, should mm. do. Uh, good. I'm glad I asked you about that. One more thing. Mm. I was going to uh, do a, a read a description of a piece of music the other day. Yeah. Um, and I wondered if you could identify it from the description. Okay. Something melodic, but not too much so. Something rhythmic, but it mustn't be jazz. Something exciting, but not too thrilling. Is it green sleeves? It's not green sleeves. Okay, I don't have a second guess. Okay, it is the composer. Uh, it was the briefing the composer of the Coronation Street theme received. Oh, okay, interesting. And I love the Coronation Th- Street theme. However, I'm not sure that the words rhythmic and exciting spring to mind when i think about it definitely not exciting rhythmic not even really it's sort of soothing can you read the description again yeah so this is so he was talking about the brief he was given by the producers Mm. i left a few words out just so that uh i just described what they were told but he says they wanted something melodic but not too much so they wanted something rhythmic but it mustn't be jazz and they wanted something exciting but it mustn't be too thrilling Wow. Is that interesting? I do think it's a bit jazzy, though, isn't it? Da, 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 da. Yeah, maybe. It's slightly jazzy. It's, it's got a slightly jazzy feel. I mm. think you're just hearing the uh, the cornet. Right. Is it a cornet? No. I don't know. Um, good. Well, oh, God, we're 12 minutes in already. Oh, okay. Well, let's just cut to the next bit. Then. Okay, we'll cut to the next bit, and then I'll, uh, I've, I've got more, more rambling to do later. Let's hear what the drifters have been contacting us about, Annabelle. I have a story from Lee, age 51, who you'll know him most recently from the murder mystery tale. So good. One of of the all-time greats. Yes, lovely. So, with December upon us, I thought I would dip into the quagmire of terrible memories to bring a little seasonal, glitter-coated, cracker-hat-wearing cringe. Happy Cringemas and an awkward (laughs) New Year, one and all. (laughs) One of the crosses. We should, when we release next week's episode, will be our Christmas episode, and then we'll probably have a couple of weeks off after that. Yeah, we should put in the description, "Happy, happy Christmas yes. and an awkward New Year." That's great. Definitely. Will you remind me. I will. So I'll never remember. No. One of the crosses to bear with being a Londoner is that we tend to have an international reputation for being aloof, rude, and surly. Even when I landed at Darwin, like brash as well. Brash. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, like a gobby Cockney. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like Mike Reed, not the Radio 1 one, the runaround oh, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even when I landed at Darwin Airport in the Northern Territories of Australia, the guy checking my bag said, London, eh? Are you going to stab me or ignore me? <laughs> <laughs> it is for this reason I tend to overcompensate on my approximation of chirpy, breezy friendliness when I find myself out of the smoke. 
I'm not saying I run about thumbs tucked in my armpits trying to arouse a chorus of any old iron around the old Joanna doling out tiny polystyrene tubs filled with a bit of old crustacean. But I feel in my small way I should be a diplomat for the city I'm from and went out of it. My partner, Alex, is Scottish and we spend time seeing his folks in the city of Dundee. They have this bonkers habit in dunders of talking during a brief transaction. I don't mean the familiar (laughs) snippy announcement of the price and a thank you grunt, but a full-blown conversation. They even seem to enjoy it. I find myself sucked into these chats with every pie, drink and purchase I engage in. And while I feel I like to... And while I like to feel I can switch on a bit of small talk, I never know how to wrap the interaction up. A nice Dundonian woman once cornered me in a department store and told me she was getting her watch strap replaced because her dog chewed it. I mean, where do we go from here after this information has been exchanged? A drink? Offer to celebrate Christmas together? A city break? I just don't know what the rules are. We were in Dundee last Christmas to celebrate my partner's mum's birthday and this left us with the days free to donder about the shops, eat macaroni cheese pies and enjoy the odd drink. My partner's whole family were in the town centre and we stopped by a beautiful gift shop with a Celtic flavour selling knitted Highland cattle blankets, heather-scented candles, haggis-infused chocolate, silver staghead champagne stoppers and the like. In this shop, there was a rack of gentlemen's gifts, scented beard oil, leather-clad hip flasks, tartan scarves, etc. And nestled between all this was a gent's scent called Laddie. I was delighted to discover this, as anything sprayed near me in a spritz or spray form sets me off in a series of violent sneezes, and I have known some aftershaves and scents to actually burn my skin. This small bottle of scent was, curiously, in powder form, which is perfect for me. I shared the smell with my partner's teenage niece and we both agreed it smelled divine. I went to the counter to pay and the two ladies at the till greeted me. They were the standard types you get in these sort of shops, all linen, flowy clothes, dangly earrings, pixie cut grey hair and colourful specks. In short, lovely, nice women. I braced myself for a bit of tartan friendly banter and set my charm gum to the McMax Plus, prepared for this chat being a little longer than normal, as I was told one of the nice hand-knitted ladies was changing the till roll. This oh, isn't that the worst? The oh, changing of the till roll or the roll in the credit card machine. Terrible. Ugh. This smells lovely, I announced, holding the small silver box. Both the ladies looked a bit surprised, shocked even. I was a bit taken aback by the reaction and lack of immediate warm chit-chat. I love the fact it's a powder, very handy. Now the pair looked a tad uncomfortable. They shared a sly eye meat. I've tried everything, but normally this type of thing makes me sneeze or smell strange after a few minutes of wearing. The two ladies looked at each other, one cautiously half-smiling and the other looking almost a tad angry. Uh, I ploughed on. One of these comments has to hit a home run, I thought. uh, I have used some products that have actually burnt my skin. One of the ladies raised her eyes and almost tutted. I am sorry, I thought. This is not the deal in Bonnie Dun 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 Dean. You don't look irked and awkward. Each transaction comes with the side order of yip yap. And yet here I am with these two acting like I was being somehow highly inappropriate or sharing something strange or unpalatable. One final go. I thought, my niece loves the smell, I said, motioning to my teenage niece who happened to be drifting out of the shop. I paid and left. I almost considered heading back and saying, have I done something to upset you? 
but although perplexed, I decided to let it go. A week or so later, I was back in London and found the bottle in my luggage. I opened the box it came with and found a little piece of paper describing the product's benefits. All were suddenly clear. The description read, Keep this scented powder in your sporran, apply and remove the discomfort and displeasure of sweaty balls. <laughs> and ancient Scots believed it was a gift sent by the gods to empower the loins of men. <laughs> this was basically a deodorising powder for a man's Christmas baubles. I now know why the ladies, the nice ladies, looked so uncomfortable as I immediately ran through the comments I had made, how I boldly said I had apparently tried everything on under my sporum region. <laughs> I made the bizarre announcement, similar products make me sneeze. I offered some products that I had tried in my gentleman area suddenly smelt weird. And the classic declaration that some had even burnt my Christmas bells. But perhaps worst of all, I had announced that the smell met the approval of my teenage niece <laughs> and unashamedly mentioned this as if she was somehow going to reap the benefits of this area of my 51-year-old <laughs> self smelling nice. I considered a letter, <laughs> maybe even emailing a, <laughs> a filmed explanation. <laughs> I thought maybe I could pop in during this year's <laughs> seasonal visit. But fear COVID has stopped this happening. The best I can do is pop by next year and explain. <laughs> I think even after two years since this purchase date, this will alleviate all awkwardness and it will put their minds at rest if I explain all in detail. That's fantastic. For a moment, I thought where it was going mm. is he had inadvertently found a container uh, inside which were the ashes of a cremated dog called Laddie. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> I was pleasantly wow, surprised. Wow. Oh, that was terrifically. Thank you. Lee writes so well. Yeah, I know. I love his stories. Yeah. Uh, more if you uh, if you fancy, I mean, I feel bad getting Lee to rake through those memories, really. Well, but it's worth it. It's worth it for us. <laughs> uh, do send us uh, your, your moments from your past, which you still relive relive and uh, and, and uh, cringe about with alarming regularity please it's hello at adriftpodcast.com Annabelle yes don't know why I just said Annabelle like the devil then no, it's a bit scary um Let's uh, let, let's have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult okay a little potpourri of failings today mm. all to do with anthropomorphizing. Did I say that right? Mm. It's the one that I struggle with, so yeah. I'm the wrong person to ask. Okay. So the good news is that this year we've got a living Christmas tree. I'm using the phrase living Christmas tree, even though I don't really know what this means. But Tom was in charge of Christmas trees this year. And all I know is that yours is dead and mine is alive. Sorry to break it to you. I also know that it comes in a pot with roots and you can plant it outside when you're done with it. But... Mine's, I've put some sugar in the water in the bottom, so mine's, something's going on with it. It's on a sugar high. Yeah, the, the man said to, uh, to to stir a teaspoon of sugar into the water at the base. Is that right? Yeah, because I've heard before now people have said put co Coca-Cola in the bottom. I've heard lemonade. If you really want to, uh, you know, uh, start to have it growing, mm. Red Bull is the thing. No, you made that up. Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that I pointed that out yeah. because somebody would have tried it. So I'd say that yours is... 
it's just eking out its last days on a sugar high. So is it like it's on a life support machine? Yes, okay. exactly that. Okay. Yeah, whereas mine is just totally fine. I don't know what I'm talking about. I honestly don't know what I'm talking about. It's just something Tom said to me and I've just taken it at face value. Anyway, for me, this is the best possible news because it means that I won't have to go through the whole dumping the tree in the street at night thing. (laughs) Not that I've ever done it, but my boyfriend has. And it was a good long while before the council collected it. And I had to walk past it twice a day to and from work. And I couldn't acknowledge it because everyone would know that it was our fly tip Christmas tree. What must it have thought of me? We've been living in the warmth of our home for three weeks, decorated, admired, cast out then, and then worse, ignored every time I walked past it. But this year, all I've got to deal with is it being pushed out of the house into the garden. But that's not nearly so bad, is it? (laughs) That, and because it's a live Christmas tree, it's very small. Like, usually we put the baubles on the upper bits of the tree so our toddler can't reach them. This year, my toddler is taller than the tree. (laughs) Is it a bonsai? It's tiny. I'm also a little unsure as to what happens next year. Like... (laughs) Do we dig it up and then bring it back in again? Like, I find it weird enough that we have trees in our homes in December, let alone one that I've actually dug up from the garden. Okay, next thing. Yep. Pedal bins. Oh, this again. This again. I mentioned this before. Didn't you and I once get into a thing about your bin and whether it needed to be... Didn't you have a, a bin that was infrared activated? Oh, this is something different, yeah. But okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I, yeah, I know I still have it, but... So I... Yes, it's a good point. I did buy a bin mm. that was infrared activated um, and I used it and it still is used for the recycling. But you pointed out that any good I was doing by the recycling was kind of negated by the fact that I was yeah. using batteries yes. for my bin. Yes. So I want you to know that I've taken the batteries out now. Okay, okay. I didn't take them out. I let them die and just they've just, they've just been left there. But yeah, so I've got another bin. The, the other the proper kitchen bin for kitchen waste mm. is a pedal bin. Um, and I realised today that I never use the pedal. I always lift the lid with my hand. And I'm totally ignoring the fact that someone took the time to invent a pedal bin to make life easier, more hands-free and more hygienic. And I wasn't even sure why I wasn't using it at first. And then I realised that it was because I don't like the jerk up of the lid. <laughs> like I find it too aggressive, like a bit whiplashy. And I feel like I don't have enough control with the pedal. Is this something that you're relating to? Have I just got a really bad bin? No, no, bin? I've, I've, I've met bins like that before. Yeah, I hate it. I really hate getting the bag out of the kitchen bin. Oh, it's my worst thing in the world. It's so awful. It always splits. It always catches on the thing at the top. Why there. is it so hard to no, get a... Why, oh. You would not believe how much money we spent on that bin in our kitchen. It's an eye-watering amount of really? money. Yeah, yeah. So I'm should... going to write it down for okay. you. I think it might have been more than that much money. Wow, that's a lot. And I thought, if you spend that much money on a bed, it's going to be... They're going to... Boffins are going to have designed it to be ergonomically perfect and you'll be able to get that black bag out. Oh, not at all. The amount of swearing I'm doing, stuff's going all over the floor. It's just the for worst. For that money, I'd want it to glide out like butter. Like, I'd be furious <laughs> I'm still having to do that big wrench thing. Um, so, yeah, this bin... I started to feel really sad for the pedal that is sitting there unused. And every time I come towards it, like, does it get his little hopes up? Like, oh, this time, this time she'll use me. And maybe that's why when it is used, it jerks up so much because it's overexcited. I feel like I should just get a swing bin, just be done with it and get a swing bin. But be honest, have you ever seen a nice swing bin? Never. They need to up their game, don't they? They really need to up their game. Anyway, small one. That Last one. 
even smaller. This is something I've noticed that I do when I'm typing on my laptop. And if when I'm editing something, some a paragraph, if I end up with two of the same word next to each other, I work out which was the most recently typed one and delete that to be fair to the original. <laughs> so that was there first. That was the older one because it feels wrong to favour the little whittle- whippersnapper. Oh, that's Which good. is madness. And you know, it happens a lot, especially with like words like er uh, and the... Mm. Do you think that's normal? No, it's not normal. No, but I really, I don't have that exact thing, but I'm you sure can. I have loads of little things like that. I'm also starting to worry about my little living Christmas tree being put outside in January with the bins and the foxes. <laughs> I'm getting quite, quite worried about it. But anyway, I'm sure it'll be okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This year is going to be the first year since 1993 that I haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life at the cinema. Oh, wow. That's we had, very we had long tickets time. to go on the 23rd, but of course now London's been put into tier three. The cinemas are closed. And I think, but what about my streak? Oh, but have you thought about ways you could recreate it? It's not the same. I, I guarantee you that one or both of us will fall asleep. Oh. I'm not saying that never happens in the cinema, but I think it really... I just think as soon as you're in the house and you can go to the fridge and you can mm. look at your phone and stuff, it's just not the same. I love going and seeing that in cinema. I've had a big cry in public oh. every year. I mean, we'll watch it, but just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're lost. Well... I think it's probably the worst thing that's happened as a result of COVID-19. <laughs> I, mean, I can't think of anything worse. I'm sure the listeners are thinking, God, I've heard some terrible things mm. this year, but Jeff not being able to go to the cinema for the first time since the mid-90s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is a blow. That is a real Out blow. Out of interest, is, is that when you started doing it or was there a break of a year and you've been doing it since the 80s? No, no, that was when I started doing it. Oh, okay, I used to go okay. to the Corner House in Manchester oh. and then uh, I t- I t- we were going to go to the British Film Institute, which is where we've seen it the last couple of years. It's lovely on the South Bank in London. Have a little walk afterwards, feel like you're out of a Richard Curtis film. Mm. I'm sure you could recreate it at home. Just make your sofa less comfy. Um, don't go to the toilet because you're worried about disturbing everyone. Maybe get a neighbour <laughs> sit on the aisle. <laughs> yeah, maybe get a neighbour to come and sit in front of you and look at their phone throughout. Like that, you know, you can recreate these things. Oh, I think it's better. At you home. don't have the romanticised idea of the no, cinema that I do, do no. you? I do think it is weird to me that some people prefer watching things at home than at the cinema. Yeah, the, the, the big screen is lovely. But just, I, I've the, had a lot the, of bad you get experiences. You get immersed in it more than you do at home. I find it hard to get immersed when someone's eating a full pack of donuts next to me. A full pack of donuts? Four pack. Four pack. In one of those, you know, those plasticky like things. Plastic. Mm. Oh, very noisy. It is impressive. That is impressive. I'll give you that. Um, now, what, I've got some little driftery moments that have happened to me that I thought I could tell you about. Mm-hmm. First one was that we had uh, a fella in all last week doing some electrical work. 
It was called Florian. And every morning he'd turn up, I'd make him a cup of coffee. Um, he never had another cup of coffee all day because he just likes one a day. Right. And I got a lot of warmth from him, but we didn't have an easy conversational way about about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's fair to say. Very good at his job. But on the third day, I real I had to go somewhere to go out for a meeting or something. And I realised that he would have left by the time I got back. And then I realised I'll probably never see this guy again. Like, why would I? Yeah, yeah. And then I felt the need to, like, make a little goodbye thank you speech. Oh, no. Can you please reenact it for us? Yeah. So I was kind of like, Florian, I I just realised that I I won't see you because I've got to go out and you're not going to be here when I get back. And and then there was sort of a, lot, a long silence. And mm. then I said, well, I just wanted to say thank you so much. It's been a great, great job. It's been great having you here. And then I didn't really know where to go from there. So I just went, and all the best oh, to you and your family for Christmas. Oh, well, it's... I mean, it's very like, How nice. do you wrap up those? Inten- if somebody's in your house and you're crossing paths with them for, for a few days, Mm-mm. it feels in a way like quite an intense relationship, yeah. even though there's no relationship being formed at all. Especially not for them. No. That's their and then job. you're never yeah, going to see yeah. them again. Oh. So that was uncomfortable. It's, it's harder if you were not getting anything back as well. Like yeah. if there'd been a bit of to and fro. Yeah. Because I thought he would say, look, I work in a lot of houses doing wiring and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to say I that. Just wanted to say that the the cup of coffee you make for me every morning, it's it's really good, and uh, you're just nice people to be around. Oh, you didn't get your speech back. No, oh, I'm gutted for you. So, uh, so th- there was that. Um, when I was picking Jean up from school today, I got in a fluster looking for the door release button. Oh, I hate a door release button. So I don't do school drop off and pick up every day. Sarah does it more than I do and then I'm sort of with him more in the it's sort of late afternoon and evenings um but I've you know I've, I've done it plenty of times mm. you know somewhere in the double figures and yet today I think it was because there were other parents behind me I got all flustered and I couldn't find it and I was tapping the wrong bit of a, the wall and I was tapping you know some kind of pipe or something and then a guy mm. A dad behind me said, oh, it's, it's just up there, which of course it is. They're going to put it out of the reach of children. Yeah. And I should have muscle memory of touching it every day. Right. So then I say, oh, God, yeah, I don't know what's going on with me today with my brain. Um, you know, I, I press it every day. Well, not every day, actually, because my wife usually does pick up. And and he was just looking at me thinking, why are you still talking? Oh, no. That was uncomfortable. It's never a good look, is it? When you can see in somebody's eyes, they think, oh, just please stop talking. I never quite understand. I don't understand it, though. I don't understand who these people are who aren't so needy for other people's approval that when somebody else is talking, you're not just trying to be in some way supportive. Yes, yes. I know what you mean. Instead of just letting you kind of tail out. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like it's in cartoons where you've run off the edge Mm. of the cliff and then your legs are just running, still running in the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was that. Um. And then 
The other day, we ran into in the street, a, a, not not quite a friend of our neighbours. So we got neighbours next door with two young kids, and the the friend, uh, the the daughter has got a little friend who comes around sometimes. So I've got the you know the bare bones of a, uh, a sort of recognition of the the mum who drops her off. Mm-hmm. So I come out the front door the other day, and the mum and her daughter are, are there, and they're very Christmassy. The the girl, little girl's got baubles for earrings, and she looks great. And um, she says, "Oh, we got a Christmas tree." I said, oh, "Oh, that's great." She says, "Oh, it's a midget Christmas tree." I said, "Oh, right." And then she says, "Yeah, it's about as big as my mum." And then I say, "Oh, well, your mum's not a." And then I realise I don't want to use that word mm, mm. in that context. Yeah, yeah. So I then say, your mum's not a, I'm not sure we use that word anymore. And then I instantly see them, that get the mum's back up because oh, no. it's like I've chastised yes, the daughter for using a yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. She said, well, I think we're fine to use it about <gasps> a Christmas tree. Oh, don't. This is yeah. awful. So I put the house on the market and <laughs> we'll be moving out of the neighbourhood sometime soon because you know, how do how do I come back from that? You can't. Because I think, you know, I may be... Bump into her once a month, if that. So I could, a bit like Lee and the ladies in the shop in Scotland, the next time, <laughs> bring it up. Please don't. She's going to have no memory of it. Please don't. I often think about bringing things up. I told you the estate agent we bought our house off is just around the corner, and I pass that estate agency every day. And I remember it. there was a bit of friction between he and I to the extent that when we, you know, when I went to get the keys, he wouldn't shake my hand. Oh. He said he got a cold, but I didn't think he had a cold. I think he was just saying it because I think he disliked me so intensely that he just didn't want to shake my hand because he thought I was a, you know, I thought I was an idiot. Which, and, and I have subsequently thought about my behaviour in that transaction. And here's what I think. I think I wasn't my best self with him because I had a stereotype of what estate agents were like, mm-hmm. having dealt with them a lot in the past and not always having great experiences. And I think he was probably quite a good guy. And I think I was a little brusque at times with him or mm. pushy or, you know, whatever. And I have thought about going in to the estate agents, which I pass every day, yeah. and saying, do you remember I bought that house from you six years ago? Oh my God, I, six years. I don't think I was my best self during that, <laughs> and I just wanted to apologise for my behaviour. But I'm still quite enraged by the fact that he wouldn't shake my hand on Why? the day that we got the keys. So, do you think, so, so firstly, I think it would be too weird to go and do that after six years. It would be extremely weird. Nearly seven. Yeah, extremely. And especially if you end it with, so actually I would really like to shake your hand now because we didn't yeah. shake hands then. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen, is it? Wait till COVID's passed because I've got another excuse, isn't he? <laughs> Wondery Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic, Annabelle. Yep. Who's the first one from? It's from Philippa. Philippa. I have a quandary which I feel bears particular relevance at Christmas, especially if you're taking advantage of the three household bubble festive period rules and will be staying at another's house. If that's still applicable by the time this goes out, (laughs) who knows? Who knows? 
My question is this, when in another's home, is it ever okay to ask them to adjust the heating to suit your particular body temperature requirements? Or is it the privilege of the host to have it as hot or cold as they like? What about if you're staying overnight? And if you have, for example, a baby with you? There have been so many times when I've wanted to say, well, would you mind if we put the heating on? When staying longer than a day, I've even wanted to suggest temperature timing schedules that work particularly well for me. (laughs) I just feel that I'm not allowed. However, if you ruled it admissible, I would pluck up the courage and have a slightly warmer Christmas at my in-laws. I mean, firstly, you're Nash. You don't know how cold these houses are. I know how hot hot. these houses get. Yeah, yeah. Um... So, I th- I, I, you know, I think you're a bit Nash. Mm-hmm. Um, but that aside... You, you think maybe take some extra layers? Well, here's, here's what I think. If somebody was in my house and they said, would you mind just uh, turning the heating up a bit? I think I'd really like it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind at all. I d- but I, d- I don't mean I wouldn't mind. I mean, I think I'd actively like it. I'd enjoy it. Why? Yes. Why would you enjoy it? Let me try and think. Because, you know, obviously I've not thought about this. I think I would enjoy joy that that person was feeling comfortable. They were relaxed enough to be relaxed yeah, as a guest. I'd f- think it was a novelty. Right. You know, who does that? Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you never done it? I've Have done, you done I've it? I've done it once. Yeah. Where were you? I was at my, at Tom's mum's house. Ah. And I, what did I say? How did I phrase it? Because this would help. I mean, it was mortifying. It was utterly mortifying, but I think I just said, "Oh, it's." I think I use, I use the baby as an excuse. I said, "It's re- it's very cold in his room. Do you mind if we um, just do a little heat boost before his bedtime?" Great. You think that's all right? Yes. I, okay. I love goodness. it. I really. It was love mo- it. it was mortifying, but do you think that's the way to do it? Just say, "Oh, yeah." Think of a reason. Yeah. A baby's a good was a good excuse, really. We could say, "Oh, I'm feeling." Nash. I'm feeling Nash. I don't know. What can you say if you don't have a baby with you? I'm feeling, I'm, I'm a bit Nash. Can we? I'm a bit Nash. I'm a bit Nash. Would you mind if we just like turn the heating up a little bit? Oh, is that, is that okay? It is hard. Or have you got a little blanket I could wrap myself in? Oh, that's the thing. Why don't you ask hot water bottle, have blanket, water bottle. drop a few heavy, heavy hints? Yeah. Have you thought about getting insulation? <laughs> Double glazing. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. I, you know, I, I'm somebody who can take umbrage at a lot of things and feel slighted by a lot of things. But mm. I really like the idea of somebody asking me to adjust the heating. Really? I, don't I think I'd enjoy like getting the app out on my phone and doing it. Oh, yeah. Showing off with your app. Yeah. yeah that'd be nice. Mm. I don't know if this, you and I are straight. What, no, you, you said you felt bad when you asked for it. I, I felt mortified. I'm trying to think if I was in somebody else's house. Yeah, yeah. Think of it the other way around. Would you feel embarrassed? I think if ask. I was in your house, I wouldn't. But there's an intimacy there, which means it'd just be very easy. Mm. I'm trying to think. Um, At your mother-in-law's house? Yeah, that would be easy. Okay. I think if there's an intimacy, it's easy. I'm trying to think of a context I'd be in somebody's house. What about house. if you're at my mum and dad's house? Would you feel a bit awkward? Good question. Good question. Let me think. I think it would be really hard. Yeah, Maybe. I think I think it, I think we've hit on it here. I think it depends on how well you know them. If you know them really well, just say it; they won't care. But anything else, you just have to suffer in silence. But I wonder if the discomfort. I mean, I know Tom's family talk relentlessly about the time you did it behind your back. <laughs> probably Who does she think she is yeah, probably coming down here, telling us what temperature our house should be. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. You could offer to give some money for the heating bills. Oh, yeah, yeah that's a really passive-aggressive way. So if I, if I covered the cost of the electricity, <laughs> would you <laughs> would you be that. happy to do <laughs> I meant that quite genuinely, but you're quite right. It's absolutely terrible. Oh, dear. <laughs> when people used to offer to leave 10p for the phone. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. I could like possibly, that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All, all sorted. Kind of. Okay, yes. right. Let's move on to Lorna then. Uh, this is a how do you react question. So I got talking to a neighbour when out walking the dog. She knows that I used to have a dog walking business, but now I am a dog groomer. She suddenly turned to me and said, I'd have thought you'd be a size eight with all that walking you do. How do you respond to that? I just smiled awkwardly. I mean, I'm not massive. I don't require two seats on a plane. Wow. I mean, that is quite an extraordinary thing to say to somebody. Yes. Yes. You know. What was that person thinking of? They're, they're clearly a problem. Yes, but how do you... I think I think she did the right thing, smiling awkwardly. Yeah, that's the the only thing you can do in that. Can you just give me the front bit of the email again? I was sort of looking at something while uh, while you were getting into it. I, so, got, I got the gist. Yeah, so she's talking to a neighbour when she's neighbor, walking the dog, yeah. and she knows she knew that she'd have a dog. Right, right, business. yeah, got all the, got yeah, all that. Yeah. It was just, it was an, I wondered if there was any more detail on mm. the neighbour at the front of the email. No. Um, you see, because I was looking for something you could have said back. Uh, yeah, we could have workshopped something, and then just in case she, she or he ever said it again. I'd say, well, it seems that your mouth is a size 28 with those kind of comments. Not good, bad. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Big yeah. Big mouth, yeah. get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good, that. Does size 28 even exist? I just made it out. Oh, dear. I think smile awkwardly. I can't believe it. Yeah. The only, it's the, the only way through. Yeah. Because it's the neighbour. You can't have any kind of argument. Mm. And then, you, no, no, here's, what, here's something you can do. Mm, go on. You could jokingly refer to it in front of another neighbour to humiliate them. Oh, do you see what? Do you see yeah. where I'm going on yeah. this? So you mean later just, on? Yeah, yeah, another day. So yeah. that, you, you keep know, it in the background. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's a, 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 a street party for the Queen's hundredth birthday, or you know, sixty years on the throne, or maybe it's a, a you know a sad street party for when Her Majesty passes. Just covering all the. <laughs> Eventualities I'm just fairly sure there's not going to be a sad street party when the Queen a dies. A street wake. Yeah, okay, a street wake. May, maybe. It'll be a street wake. It's unlikely. It will be. Unlikely. You know, we'll have um, black and grey bunting. Sad street party. <laughs> sad street party. What are you doing? We're having a sad street party for the Queen's passing. And then you'd say, uh, oh, you'll never know. You'll never guess what Karen said to me. The cheeky bugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah, it? yeah. Like, very good humouredly. Yeah. Yes. And the, actually, maybe the, the, the longer, further in the future it Ten is, the years. better. Ten years, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never guess what she said to me in 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. When Her Majesty was still alive. <laughs> anyway, this is a nice, sad street The Majesty dying is the worst thing that's happened since Karen said to me back in 2020. Yes. Okay, save it up for the sad street party. Yeah. Whenever that may be, hopefully yeah. a very long time in the future. Yeah, and yeah. there yeah. you go, you got it. Yeah, yeah. You still, you st- at the sad street party. You steer the conversation away from what a beautiful funeral it was. Yeah, yeah. Televised. Yeah. To, um, to um, God, what about people when people say things that hurt your feelings and you still think about them ten years later? Mm-hmm. You'll never guess what cheeky old Karen said to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, sorted. Ish. And no, if we really we're doing our best work with either of those this week, <laughs> Annabelle, but still. 
And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your ears as ever. We really appreciate it. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner, then let us let us solve your social dilemma for you. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Uh, you might not be feeling terribly confident after this week's efforts, but uh, we, we, we try, don't we, Annabelle? We try hard. God loves a trier. That's what he loves. Triers. Yep. Oh, she. They, they, they love a trier. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, if you have a story of social ineptitude, then you can um, you can send it to us. We like those very much indeed. Our favourite part of the podcast, I would say. Sterling effort, effort from Lee this week. Um, he writes so well. He should have his own podcast. Yeah. Although I'm loath to say that because it means he'd use up his stories on his podcast. Yeah, we need them. We do. Um, so yeah, hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music, to Emily Harrison for the incidental music, Carla Gowlett for the photos, Kim Rainey for the artwork, and I'll finish this week by saying this week's episode was brought to you by Laddie, the deodorising powder for a man's Christmas baubles. This comes from uh, Tessa Jones. Tessa Jones is in my ears and in my eyes. Do, 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 do. Why, what made you sing that? Stuck in my head. Right. I often have a Beatles song stuck in yeah. my head. And you thought Tessa Jones would sound nice to it. Do like you think that. it did? It, well, you sounded lovely when you sang it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, the other day, Sarah had a makeup artist round. She was doing some TV show or other. And at one point, I was in the living room, just on my laptop. And at one point, this makeup artist said to her, does your husband work in music? And Sarah said, no, not really. Why? And I had just been sitting there on the sofa doing what I'm doing a lot of the time, was falling down YouTube holes. uh, And the particular YouTube hole... I was in at that given moment was a tutorial on how to sing harmonies to Beatles songs. Oh, wow. And you were doing it. Yeah. I think I was like playing bits over and over again and figuring stuff out. Oh, wow. I wasn't singing. You know, she was spared that. You were some master producer. That's what she thought. Yeah, yeah. But it is, um, it's amazing how much time I do sit watching stuff like that. There's an, I think he's Italian. There's a guy who's so good. He's called Beatles Vocal Harmony and he's worked them all out. They were very clever. They're very unique what they did. Hmm. I can tell from your face that you just want to go home and you don't <laughs> want me to talk about the Beatles. You just want me to read Tessa Jones. I want to get onto this publication, yeah. Come on, we're all waiting. Okay. Yeah. George's vocal line in Nowhere Man doesn't do what you think it does. Okay. Some surprises. There's always little surprises in there, you see. I wish somebody was interested. No. In <laughs> Sometimes my wife says if like if 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 I if she's got something that needs doing, I don't know, say for example, something technical, mm. she'll say, I'll let you talk about the Beatles <laughs> afterwards if you want. That's brilliant. And that's yeah. your little treat. Yeah. How long do you get? Like five minutes just to talk. Until she glazes over, right. which you know is a similar amount of time as it take took mm. you to glaze over just then. Yeah. Uh Tessa Jones says, Dear Annabelle and Jeff. I wonder whether it would be possible to do a podication for my daughter, Laura Jones. Laura Jones. No, no not listening. <laughs> um, 
She's going to be 12 on the 15th of December. And I want to wish her a very happy birthday and try to make up for the lack of advent calendar this year. She is, I'm afraid, one of those poor children you were discussing last week who only ever got an advent calendar with pictures, as I never liked the idea of her eating chocolate at seven o'clock in the morning. I mean, I do understand. I do think that makes you the more responsible parent. Yeah, yeah. I'm going through all this now. He's slightly too young to worry about it, isn't he? No, but I, feel, I don't. I, I hate like he has to have a chocolate in the morning, and I, yeah. Anyway, keep, when keep does he? What, what are you doing? Giving him chocolate in the morning? So he's not got an advent calendar. No, 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 didn't I tell you what happened? No. Oh, well, keep 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 reading this email, and I'll tell, I'll tell you after. Okay, okay. This year, however, having agreed to buy her a chocolate advent calendar, as she promised me she would eat the chocolate in the evening, I left it too late and the shops had completely sold out. Same thing happened to me. It almost happened to me. I um, I went I went to the nice waitrose. I thought I'm going to get a Lux advent calendar here. Mm. Completely sold out. I went around three or four different supermarkets before finding a pile of quite crummy looking ones in Marks and Sparks. Well, you found some. That's good. So after our conversation, was it last week? Mm. I felt really guilty that I hadn't got him one. So I thought, oh, I'll have to go and get him one. And I went to every single shop in my area, all sold out completely. And one woman said, in fact, a woman in Waitrose said, oh, yeah, there's been a much higher demand than normal this year, which I thought was really interesting. I, t- I tell you what I think it is, is that it probably is like a similar demand to normal, but they got bought up quicker because everybody went nuts for Christmas, ah, even when it was still November. So they bought them really early yeah, on. Yeah, you know, middle of November. Yes, I think that's yeah, what happened. Okay. Um, and I felt and I felt really terrible. Then Lady in Waitrose said, oh, you should make your own. Go and buy some um, Celebrations chocolates. And then she like told me what I should do. And I didn't want to say, oh, I can't do that. So I, I had to go and buy these Celebrations. And as it was, <laughs> I, I did make an advent calendar for him. And it, it, it just looks like an, a terrible, terrible mess. And he's having chocolate every morning, which I don't like. It's been a terrible disaster. But I did find in a card shop, they were selling advent calendars. The only ones left in the whole area were ones with just a picture. Yeah, no one wants those. Exactly. And I couldn't buy them after what you'd said. I would have done otherwise. I felt too guilty. I thought, oh, no, I can't do it. You know, either way, it's fine, though. Yeah, of course. Because either, like, they're going to have a bit of chocolate every day and, and that, you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Just yeah. a little bit. Or you don't let them have it and you have one with pictures. And then when they're in the 20s, they get to tell everyone that their parents would only yeah. let them have an advent calendar with pictures and how terrible it was. And Laura can say, you know, she went most of yeah, her yeah. childhood. Yeah. Yes. So it's all fine. Yeah. Um, I've been fe- left feeling like a bad mother and I'm hoping that this podication will go some way to making up for my failings. <laughs> well, firstly, I don't think you're a bad mother. I mean, it sounds like you're you're good and very thoughtful yes. and diligent. Yes. Um, and then secondly, I don't think this podication will make up for the failings. So. <laughs> they're, they're too great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In terms yeah. of this chocolate, I mean, calendar. in terms of Laura, like if you think, if you say, "Look, Laura, I really messed up. You can't have chocolate every day," yeah. but some middle-aged people are going to say your name. <laughs> no, she listens to the podcast. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, if you do manage to read this out around the fifteenth of December to wish her a very happy twelfth birthday, I will be extremely grateful. Thank you so much. With love from Tessa. Well, there we go. Um, 
It is. Is it the 14th? It's 15th today. So we are, we are now saying this yes. on Laura's birthday, but she will hear it um, probably tomorrow yes. on the 16th. But I hope you have a fantastic birthday. Happy birthday. Laura. Um, and many happy returns. And uh, there we go. Latest edition of the podcast is dedicated to Laura Jones from Tessa Jones is in my ears and in my eyes. And uh, if you'd like a podcast, you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.